Welcome to the podcast, where three childhood friends from a small town who had nothing to do but watch movies. That's where we had the most fun then, and we're still having fun now. You are listening to Fans on Film. Disclaimer, we are not singers. Have you liquidated Moose and Squirrel? Did you use the CDI? Yes. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Then who else are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. So you must be talking to me. And you are lying! The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. 2000 Des McNuff film. Uh, this is a part of our floppy travellers, and this fits the uh, theme to a T. If actually, I don't know. Did this movie flop? I'm just guessing because of the definitely quality. flopped critically Did, and financially. Have you, uh, yes, budget seventy six million, opening weekend uh, six million, <laughs> and total gross was thirty five. So yeah, couldn't even so Niro, get half its budget. De Niro didn't get the De Niro. I'm pretty sure De Niro's the De Niro's. Yeah, speaking of De Niro, uh, he produced the film. Yeah, that's, that's what I just said. What I just said. I, mean, I, I thought you're more referring to his box office draw that he normally is. Didn't he really get any money? He got from paid. This movie. He would have got paid. No, he would have lost money. Nah, I, I should, I, depends I doubt how much it. money he put in the in the movie. I doubt he. I doubt he lost money. He definitely made money. He might have just got attached to producer so he could be like, okay, you want the role? You be a producer. That's a little carrot for him. Just like oh. Doug Jones, the carrot in this movie, you know. <laughs> Did you like this movie? Um, surprisingly, <laughs> it's rewatchable. Surprisingly, once you get like the initial bad taste out of your mouth, and like you just accept of what it is, it's actually not bad. Like the jokes are are they that bad? It's on purpose. Like I don't know. It could be like that. Well, that's a common <laughs> a defense for this movie because everyone apparently that you know sixties cartoon. That's mm-hmm. what everyone said. Like, that's the humor. People don't get it. They're close to source material, blah, blah, blah. Like, a lot of the humor is like, oh, you went there, like a grown, like, oh, like low-hanging fruit, the movie. Mm. When you think about it, who's this movie for? Is it for the people who grew up on Rocky and Bullwinkle, or is it for the new generation? It's um, like... That's another thing they should have worked out, too, because it's... I don't think it's for anyone. My mum yeah. wouldn't... Like, our mother wouldn't like it. I remember watching this very young and didn't leave an impression on me. De Niro, surprisingly, was this like um, introduction to De Niro? No, surely not. This very well could have been. Nah, man. No, because I remember I saw the posters like, oh, that's the guy from Raging Bull. <laughs> nah, not Raging Bull. Uh, taxi no, we would have seen him around. Cape no, <laughs> no, what Maybe we're he... massive De Niro people good, like, good fellas, before I think, maybe. 2000. Well, seven years old, this is right into our wheelhouse. I'm pretty sure this is our first movie. Plus, like, what else has he done before that that we would have watched? Nothing. Maybe Showtime. We maybe watched Showtime before this. Another Rene Russo, Robert De Niro feature. Yeah, Showtime's a good movie, actually. No, it's not. <laughs> Eddie Murphy? It's Didn't like, he have, like, a gun okay. in a, uh, in a, a, cop. a slushy cop. cup? No, yeah. he didn't have a gun in a slushy cup. That's what you hit it? Yeah, it was like a hidden camera show or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty weird. Too. That's like Nightcrawler, almost. She plays the same character in Nightcrawler, Rene Russo. Fucking. Oh, she's trying to chase the story. Yeah, well, she's like the producer of the TV network, 
and she just pays for people's stories. But Gyllenhaal is like a psycho person has no emotion. But yeah, she just like buys the stories and she gets like sort of blackmailed by him. Really deals with her ethics. But he creates the crimes too, doesn't he? He do- he orchestrates like a crime. Like he could have stopped a crime, but he actually makes it worse. Essentially, oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a really good movie. I, I really liked. It. I remember seeing that in 2014 when it came out, or 2015. So you have seen it, dude. That was seven years, eight years ago now. Seven or eight. This years This movie ago. was 22 years ago, and like, has De Niro have has he reached the same heights as this since? What happened to his career, bro? Did he well, not care about legacy? Because at a certain point, he does not give a fuck what he does. Just he must be greedy, a greedy motherfucker. I feel like he's trying in this too. I feel like he's not phoning nah. in. Do he's not phoning he, in, but he's not researching. He's got because uh, isn't he a method actor, bro? He is. He's just as much as in character as the rest of the movie. Like he doesn't. He fits in perfectly. Jason Alexander, Dude. Rene Russo, both. Everyone's doing the same sort of thing. No one's underacting. Well, everyone's overacting. But everyone's like just playing their part. Like I think the director probably sucked. He, um, Des McNuff. He hasn't really done much since then. He was like apparently a stage director, as in like plays and shit. Yeah. So, is this his first movie? Second movie. But after this, really nothing notable. He worked with Christopher mm. Plummer on a few things, but that's like, look like religious type movies. Mm. But. <laughs> so, do you think De Niro, De Niro must have a bad sense of humor? Yeah, he's not. No, well, because well, Meet the Parents like, was the same year, and that was probably his last good role. And now like, it's as a lead. He's pretty funny in that, too. Can yeah, you look me, Greg? <laughs> I feel like, who's the director of that? Jay Roach, is it? Yeah, Jay Roach. Yeah, he knows. Exactly what makes De Niro funny. And he, Austin Powers, didn't he? And that's what this movie's trying to yes, copy off. I have that in my notes. It's like very... Very 60s. Well, I'm oh, th- no, then again. I'm thinking the like, humor as well, the sense of humor in it. Yeah, it's a 60s satire, I think. Nah, well, I feel like Myers is very one note in his comedy as well. And it definitely suited this movie. Like, there's a lot of stuff that could have been ripped right out of a Mark Myers comedy. Like, The Love Guru. Yeah. Same sort of... That's a comedy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was a tragedy. <laughs> Yeah, Shakespeare. Uh, yeah, so because De Niro is what was the last good role De Niro has done? Well, I, I went for his filmography. I was because I was thinking to myself like lead movie wise, he really isn't The Irishman or The Intern, which I've seen. <sighs> the Intern, yeah, The Intern, which is not a bad movie. Like it's a Nancy Myers movie, I'm pretty sure. Nice, like a, a popcorn, light popcorn movie. Nothing too serious. Just is he a method actor? I think so. He is better than Al Pacino. I know we've had this conversation. Don't even times. start. What mate. do you mean? Pacino's more interesting. Pacino <laughs> seems like he cares more. Uh, watch Taxi Driver. That's all I got to say. Nothing <laughs> Pacino has done. Overrated. <laughs> as, as compared to Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, those two movies. Like Lamada. Like the like same character, bro. What are you talking about? No, they're not. They're heaps different. I mean, you have, we don't notice the subtleties. But actually, that's another thing you say about De Niro. He's very close to all these roles. Like, he doesn't really... Yeah. Chameleon the Tom type. Cruise effect. Yeah. I don't know. Pacino's played the devil Duncan and Chino. Montana. He played himself as Duncan Chino. He's <laughs> uh, But no, but there's something about, like, f- magnetic, fiery performances, which Pacino can do. But it, mm-hmm. verges on the, it verges on overacting. But it is it is entertaining to watch. Like, it's, you're always entertained by... Um, Who's more Pacino. of a movie star, Pacino or De Niro? Uh, I feel like Pacino's more of a movie star. Well, I reckon we should do two of the money soon. With McConaughey. McConaughey. It's about gambling, like something that I've struggled yeah, with. Yeah, I watched that ages ago. <laughs> yeah, is it, it good? you should never do again. Is Pacino's good in it. 
I mean, McConaughey's good in it too, actually. But and Renee Russo's in that as well. She's good in it. Yeah, she's See? good in everything, actually. Renee Russo. Well, her career's. I know we're going to talk about Rock and Bullock at the moment, but her career is very interesting too. Like, she, what? I think she burst from the scene as a love interest in Lethal Weapon 3. Mm-hmm. All her roles, there haven't been too many, but there's all of them have been hits in the 90s. And after that, she kind of like faded. Like is it get, because she got get old shorty, and outbreak, didn't get the same roles she was getting? Ransom. She'd get the same roles. She'd be just as good. Uh, but she, I mean, maybe she was transitioning to like old mother and grandma. Yeah, I think she had kids and stuff. Yeah. But I think she was actually married to the guy who did Nightcrawler or some shit. Like there's some association there. And she's a good actress. Like she's almost your characteristic of ugly hot too. No way. Hot, yeah. hot. All the way. Renee Russo. Yeah. I know. She's got like insane. certain angles, bro. I don't know. What? Is this character? Yeah, maybe it's just is a character. This is a Russian and a cartoon makeup. character. Yeah, well, she should be hot as hell throughout, really. Mm. She's dressed up like a cartoon character. Do you know um, Ebert? Oh, what's his name? Cesco Roger Ebert. Ebert. Yeah, Roger yeah. Ebert. You know he liked the movie? He liked it. Yeah, he actually liked it. He defended it. Was he being, like, sarcastic? No, no, no. No, some other, like, Siskel's replacement. I can't remember his name, but he was, like, r- ripping it to shreds. He's like, oh, no, you don't know. Like, I feel like they'd just be contrary for entertainment purposes, unlike us. We're, we're authentic. But those two, they're, like, I don't know, really talking shit. <laughs> Their narration in this, Keith Scott, he also did the voice of Bullwinkle. He was, you obviously remember his voice from... Yeah, well, actually, uh, when I heard the voice, it was like, it's, uh, it's Spotswood from Team America, but it's not. <laughs> it's not, but it's so close. Yeah. But yeah, that's who I pitch every time I hear that voice too. But it's the guy who did the voice of George of the Jungle, the narrator. Same oh. voice. Yeah, you'll well, hear yeah, it. Yeah, you know, Brandon Fraser, I saw yes. today on, I was going through Facebook, he got a six-minute standing ovation for his performance in The Whale. He's an amazing actor. He's on, he's on the comeback. I should tell my partner this. He's a massive fan of him. Yeah, I saw that as well. He is mm. one of the greatest underrated actors. Like he's a nice guy too. It's a Did shame. You met that, him? No, I haven't met him, but I just I get vibes <laughs> on people. No, like he's, he's like an ex-wife really fucked him over too. It's pretty Take crazy. It's just not even that even hot. So it just shows you like how much like Brendan Fraser at the time could get any girl he wanted. He was so hot mm-hmm. in Hollywood. The Mummy. Come on, bro. Dodge of the Jungle? Yeah, like, yeah, body like body of work and the body at the time. Like, fuck. The movie's better for adults than it is for children, but you wouldn't... No, what? Yeah, no. it is. But you wouldn't watch it with a child. No, but the jokes have the content for adults, but the delivery is for the, the aim at children. It's missing both of them. It's like, well, you need like a 13-year-old super fan of Rocky Bullwinkle to enjoy this movie. Well, but this end. What about the meta, the meta-ness of it all, how meta it is? It's yeah. Extremely meta. That's like for adults. Yeah, but the, what, what kind of meta jokes are they, they talking about? It's before it's And I'm really John Goodman. Sense. Oh, that is hilarious. Man. <laughs> I love he's that. He's pretty funny. <laughs> how good is he in everything? <laughs> John Goodman. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Has he ever been bad in anything? Like, at least if he's in a bad movie, he's probably the only thing good about it. So that's the thing we really... Loved when we first watched Big Lebowski. I don't think we really got it the first time, but we really loved his character. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. It's one of those movies you have to watch over and over and over. But yeah, so the writer of this movie, Keith Loggerkin, mm-hmm. based on the source material, so it's like two credits in this, but... Is he, this on he, the uh, television show? Yeah, no, no, no. He's like the guy who Hollywood got to write. But um, oh. he, he directed Manchester by the Sea. What? Kenneth <laughs> Longerin, yeah. Big career shift. Yeah, Massive. So, and that movie was like critically success. He also wrote um, Gangs of New York, 
which is two years later, but that's about he it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, well, I didn't, as I said, man, this movie is not too bad. He also did Analyze This, Analyze That. It was Analyze This before Rocky Bullwinkle? Yes. Maybe uh, De Niro, because he's producing. Like, this guy's funny as hell. Put him yeah, in. Br- like, bring him in. Involve him, yeah. <laughs> you can save it. Be, that's probably what kind of sway he had. And but that's why Billy Crystal cameoed in this too. Yeah, with a mattress salesman. <laughs> yeah, so it makes sense. Well, yeah. See, Hollywood, bro. Well, this is what would happen. They would approach De Niro, do you want to be fierce leader? He's like, okay, but put me as producer. Let me do some rewrites or whatever. Let me just have complete control. And that's where how it ended up, which you would be dumb not to. So oh, the yeah. time, man, he did, just did Ronin two years ago. Cool. And that movie was a fucking, I think that was it's a, a classic. hit. classic. And it's a, like also also a good movie, but I think it was a hit. He still had that uh But dude, cachet. you can take that character from Ronin and put it in heat and there's no difference. You understand? It's like there's no differentials in his performances. You can take his character from Heat. I just ambushed in... you with a coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying. Put him like, yeah, he just plays the same character every time. No, he's way more like stoic in the Heat. Yeah, I think he, well, he stopped trying after he's won his Oscar. What year was that? No, he his was second Oscar. Casino, Casino, he's heaps good in. Dude, Goodfellas. Casino and Goodfellas. You can pretty much swap those characters over. You can't. Put Pacino in that movie, bro. It's a 10, 10 out of 10. Pacino wouldn't know what to do. Dude, why do you think it took so long for Pacino to team up with Martin Scorsese? He's like, I need to get some age on this bitch and then fucking slow him down. Scorsese was probably intimidated by Pacino. Apparently there's like stuff in the works for them for a while as well. And yeah. they did Righteous Kill, like De Niro and Pacino. Pacino. We watched that yeah, too. Yeah. We are like, fuck yeah. I don't think we finished it. I don't think we did it. Yeah. We had such high hopes. That's one of the, probably the first disappointments ever had. It's weird though, like when you start watching movies, first you like probably start with like genres of movies you really like. Yeah, genres. And then actors and then directors, like slash producers and then writers. And then even like release dates start factored into like movies when you get older, like how you pick them. Mm. So like all this stuff, like back then though, we were just like, oh, De Niro, Pacino, fuck yeah, let's just watch this. That's what have mm. sold us. But if we even like came out today, we would have like, probably would have skipped it. We would have known the director of it and like, nah. These guys are past their prime. Because you probably look at their track record. What has they done post-2000 until 2008 that's notable? De Niro and Pacino. Two for the money? No, I don't think they're all flops, aren't they? Well, not flops, but... Showtime. Come on, man. Come on. Let's some movies. Uh, Pacino, uh, 2000. Oh, that's 99, The Insider. That's actually probably the last good movie. So 2000 was the last good date for both actors, you think? I oh, know. Irishman is pretty good, though. Irishman? Yeah, no, no, I'm no, talking I, about I before 2008. What has he done? Like Stardust, you can count. But he's Captain Shakespeare in Stardust. Yeah. And actually, that was a good performance. He was good in that, but actually. he was supporting. He wasn't lead. Yeah. Meet the fuck. Oh, no. uh, I think it was IMDb or something. Do you know that, was it Dan DeVito and Joe Pesci were both like considered for um, <laughs> the short one? What is his name? Bosco? But. Yeah, the or the Jason Alexander character. Yeah, what's his name? Bruce Bosco. His, his name is Boris. Boris. <laughs> the most, Bo- Boris and Natasha. They're both. Oh, Russian that's why I said Bosco. Cliche so, name because of our Seinfeld. Bosco. Bosco. So crazy. Like he's really embodied that role. Like you can't not see him as George Costanza. Mm, Which is like, do you think he was destined curse. for that? But you see, like even the roles before, actually, Pretty Woman. He's pretty. He's good in that. Despisable. Like you don't really see him as George in that. But post Seinfeld, but like that was before all, Seinfeld, wasn't it? I know, was I know, during? but no, it was po- it was before. It was nineteen, yeah. oh, 1990. Same year. When did Seinfeld start? They would have been filmed the same year, eighty nine. They got filmed. 
but it would been mm. filmed the same same time. I feel like after Seinfeld, like he's kind of his his acting changed. Even like in Malcolm in the Middle, he was like a suicidal dude, and isn't that great? <laughs> I don't know. I, I really yeah. love him as an actor because obviously Seinfeld and that character George Costanza's goat level characterizations. Yeah, but that's more Larry David after we see. That's what's the problem with Kirby enthusiasm. It does sour Seinfeld slowly. Because it's so good. Because it's really good, and it's just different. I was like, just made me laugh tracks, and like, it starts to get dated. Some film, but no, what? Ah, oh, dude, just the when the plots intertwine. It's, it's a good. good show. Yeah, so nice when it happens. Good. Yeah, another some film. Nice, Tony. Yeah, Joe Pesci. I think you would kill it as Boris. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That would have been a lot better. Oh, movie. then it could be like too too much Home Alone because you know he's getting like. You shanava, 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 shanava. Ah, you're gonna like, kill this kid. Yeah, I know. He's talking about. It. I love, I love Homer. I love Joe Pesci. But it's like still yeah. having them two on screen is gonna be win no matter what. Oh, do you know? Have you have you ever seen? Oh, Brendan Fraser and Joe Pesci. I saw a poster of you know that movie with honors. Yeah, there's a photo of it. Yeah, there's a photo of it because it stars. He's a big Patrick Dempsey fan. Yeah, there's a photo of like the main poster. He's got Brendan Fraser, yep, Joe, Joe Pesci, Pesci, Patrick Dempsey there. And I just saw the, the photo. I was like, oh, yeah, it's your favorite person. Uh, and then she looked at it and it's like, oh, I love Hopper. And f- thinking about Stranger Things. I'm like, no, that's Joe <laughs> Pesci. Pesci, Joe Pesci yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah, that's oh Patrick God. Dempsey. She looked closer. He goes, who's that? And I was like, the guy from Grey's Anatomy. I'm pretty sure it's Mick Dreamy. And she's like, oh, yeah, I like him. And Mick Steamy's from Euphoria, yeah? Yes. Oh he, that's a fucking. He plays a good character in that uh, Euphoria show. Yeah, he's really good. Really good actor. You pr- yeah. Is he good in uh, Grey's Anatomy? I've never seen it. I know play he, play, he plays it. a heart. Uh, no, a heartthrob a sex symbol, and he does a pretty good job at it too. Should I watch it? Uh, I, with your partner, I don't think you should watch it by yourself. It's more for the women, to be honest. Yeah. So this movie was uh, build De Niro, Russo, Alexander, Moose, Squirrel. It has to be a tagline. It's the only reason why you would go. Well, it's probably the tagline. Actually, the tagline is this summer, it's not the same old bull, which is actually not bad on not paper. Bad. Like all the jokes in this, it's not bad on paper. But no, that's what that, that's the top villain. <laughs> De Niro, Russo, Alexander, Moose Squirrel. And then it has Avengers of Rocket Bull and the pictures of the three. Yeah. But their faces are a lot larger. They're like their um, genie in Aladdin size compared to everyone else. Oh, shit. Yeah. But didn't, is... didn't that Robin Williams say, like, you cannot. <laughs> Use the genie as, as promotional. promotional material. Pretty much, no. He said in the post, I can't take up twenty more than twenty five percent, and they Did that pretty happen? much made everyone else tiny and him twenty five percent. No way. So he emphasized the genie <laughs> insanely. Well, technically he didn't uh, lie, but like, he, yeah, you should look at the poster. He's just like him, like uh, he's like the border of the poster essentially. Did genie regardless every nicked because uh, I think it was Burger King or something. They had this mad release and the, it was all genie toys and. Yeah, they screwed him over. And he won, like, I think he won a Golden Globe or something similar, and he's just pretty much bad-mouthed the directors and shit. What? Because mm-hmm. oh, I, I tried to boycott one of his movies. This came out the same year when he was a rapping... Um, <laughs> it was not oh, a good movie. Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. He is Batty Coda, which is like a rapping bat. And he pretty Rapping? Much, yeah, he raps. A, he raps. Like, it's pretty much close to Genie, but the thing was... Disney purposely like uh, sabotaged the movie's releases because they used to like buy at fielders and shit, like showtimes, and just did everything they could to fuck him over. And he realized that and he's like, nah, this is bullshit. Because he agreed to do Fern Gully first, and he's like a man of his word. 
and, they're, and they're trying to go like, oh no, get out of it, get out of it. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. So he's like a really stand up guy, which is clear yeah. from like, you know, he's all his speeches and shit. You know when he won the Oscar, too. how good how good he was, so fucking good. Did you watch that? <laughs> Except in the speech. Are you got anything else to add? We didn't really talk. Well, we can talk about it later. But the girl from Cardi Ugly, Piper. Yes. Parabo. Did you enjoy her? Yeah, she was good. She knew her role, and she played to a T. I feel like everyone did their part, and there was no bad performances. So, like, yeah. what do you want me to do, man? What do, you want, what do you want the actors to do better? Like, you know what I mean? Like that they're delivering their lines. No one's bad. So. I think maybe um, May, she's actually, overacted a little bit. I'm thinking. Maybe the Good Burger Boys were pretty bad. Kenan Thompson and Martin Lewis. Lewis. The sort of the characters they play. It's yeah, Kel, Kel Mitchell. The other iconic comedic duo. Who's that? Martin and Lewis. Yeah. Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin. Oh, really? I'm not into the 60s, 70s uh, <laughs> nah, films. Nah, it's more like 50s. No, not 50s. Oh, 60s, I think, 70s. Yeah, I reckon 80s. we should get... <laughs> since we barely talk about Rocky and Bullock, I think we should just get into the movie now. <laughs> okay. Well, did Space Jam start like this with a cartoon reality? Did it start with yeah. No, it started off with Jordan. It's Jordan Flying Highlights. That's how Space Jam started. Yeah. Oh. oh, no. Did it start with him as a kid shooting hoops? Space Jam. I don't think it matters. We're not talking and his Space dad Jam. comes in. <laughs> We're talking about... Yeah. This. No, no. But anyway, we, we start off with like the cartoon reality, like the narrator's talking bullshit. Saying like Rocky and Bullwinkle's over, they make some little like three and a half cents a week on the reruns of their old show. No, they three make, and one third. It pretty know. much has been, have been forgotten. They talk about the fearless leader and Boris and Natasha. Pretty much dig their way to live action reality. Well, it's good narration they, uh, too. Like he, he's always good. Yeah, they definitely would have hired him from Georgia Jungle. They're like, yeah, just do the same shit. Mm. And but he is, actually, yeah. he basically <laughs> do the same shit. It's the same performance. Like he based it on the original narrator as well. This actor. Ah. So he's so like he, he the voice copied, actor. Yeah, so he copied that in George of the Jungle. Right? Yeah, but George of the Jungle was also the same creator. So George of the Jungle, oh. Rockin' Bullwinkle, Captain Crunch or something, they're all the same type of creator. And so like, I'm pretty sure he did the um the same narration throughout each series. Like, They're all like nah. morning serials anyway, I think. Like, kids would just watch it and be like, oh, this time. So, he probably did, like, film, like, four different episodes a day. Like, recorded four different episodes a day. So, pretty much, they copy Space Jam with, like, digging a hole to the the, the different reality. They um, trick Janine Garofalo, who's playing a producer. She to is a, fucking smoking hot, too. Yeah, yeah you like this her? She's the hottest she's ever been. Hell yeah, I like her. Isn't she in Mystery Men? Yeah, she's what, not even hot in Mystery Men. She has, like, a father's skull, oh. <laughs> like, in a ball. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> But, like, no, uh, she just, like, I don't know, maybe it's a boss type yeah. and we hear and, and um, attitude. Yeah, we hear the uh, cartoon characters talking, and there's no way Nero voiced the cartoon character. It sounds nothing like him. It's too high-pitched. You know, sir? Yeah. Probably not. Sort of. <laughs> I don't think De Niro had the time or the care factor to do it. Um, Pretty much, they say, like, yeah, here are the rights to Rocky and Bullwinkle. You can make a movie of it. Or if you do a sign, the bit of paper. We attach to the property. Yes. Oh, we're attached to the project. (laughs) That was pretty good. I like that joke. And that's like a a meta pun, I guess, that these are the actors attached to the project, right? Yeah. It's literally what it is. (laughs) Um, So pretty much they're in the the real world now. Which is where the movie takes a dive as well, I think. I feel like it was all pretty strong. Like it was like, oh, it's a pretty good movie. Like it's good how they're introducing us to the world and we're going to the real world. A good way they get pulled into the real world like as a good joke. And you said meta. 
But then after yeah. this, I don't know, Rocky and Bullwinkle just suck. Like, the actual characters suck. It's before like, our time, I think. But, like, what's so good about them? Like, yeah, we always seen that, you know, obnoxious character, Moose. What is it? It's the odd couple. A little squirrel and a big-ass moose. Yeah, but they're moose. not interested. Like, the moose is a little bit interested because, you know, but the squirrel does nothing. Squirrel Barely flies. flies. Barely flies. But, I mean, I feel it's like a, it's back a, in the 60s as entertaining. Oh, it's flying squirrel. But, yeah, no, maybe it's, it's lost on us. Um, so, like, somehow the FBI get wind of their plan, which is, like, brainwash people. So, Vila's leader will become president. They need agent sympathy to grab the two Bullwinkle and the moose. No, Bullwinkle and the squirrel. And he tells her, like, a big character arc is that she has to be professional and more adult. And, like, don't be, like, don't listen to her inner child. That's what she's fighting with this whole movie. It's silly because yeah. it's not really the message. The message is he hired her because she does have an inner child. Yeah, that's what he does, yes. Yeah, but maybe, he tells her, like, we need an agent to be... Why confuse her? But, huh? but, uh, maybe, but, I don't know. But uh, I think it's maybe for the audience, to trick the audience. But, like, Randy Quaid always yeah. gets everything. Isn't Usually he? good in a non-avatine movie. <laughs> it just sucks, man. Like, these actors, they get disreg... Like, I feel like there's no respect. I feel like as soon as they're done, they're done. Like, what happened so after... They're doing it for the money. Maybe that's what he did. Maybe he burned some bridges. Uh, uh, Independence Day... They have Christmas vacation movies. Like, he's good in pretty much everything he's in until now. Kingpin? Like until, he's good in Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. He's fucking awesome. But now, like, post-2000 and probably, you know, Fall, which is not another team movie, or whatever that movie was, like, he's in nothing. And he's, like, everyone's... He's, like, blacklisted, man. He's, like, grew out his beard. He's living on a freaking ranch somewhere. Like, he's, like... He's probably opposite. happier now. Yeah, but it was, like, some weird sex tape he released. What? The fuck? Yeah, like he's old and like fat, and he like bangs. How the hell do you know that? I don't know. I, somehow I know this. We want porn. Hope hub. it's true. Yeah, <laughs> look really quaint. Old bearded men. Right, he'll yeah. he'll Billy Jack off sesh, and it was like yeah. he popped up. It was pretty pretty crazy. Well, I think it's sad though because he he should be like put on the pedestal almost, and just like De Niro. But De Niro, I don't know. They're all like it must be the money, the paycheck rolls, and the egos are getting away. Yeah, we made our president. He's a very... Well, James Reborn, he's really good in um, Son of a Woman. Yeah, Mr. Trask. And I'm pretty sure he's in uh, Independence Day as well, right? Yeah, he is. Plays at Secretary of Defense. Yeah. David Alan at- Greer, is this the room we're talking about? Yes. He's in yeah. there too. He's just like and a nothing role. Yeah, and John Polito's there too. He's yeah. actually in Big Lebowski as well. But he's like a... He's always always been like a background slash... He's good in yeah. um, that movie where the guy gets... Miller's Crossing. Up. Miller's Crossing. Yeah. yeah, glad you. Is there something fucked up in the face? Hat. Something yeah. hit in the face of a poker, a high poker. Yeah, is that like yeah, graphic I, in that? I don't know. I, feel, I forgot he kills him. I, I just remember something really graphic happened. And yeah, but David Allen Greer, man, he was like the next Martin Lawrence at one point. I'm pretty sure he like, was uh, in Jumanji, right? Yeah, he was Jumanji the cop. No, I'm just saying like his no, career he, was the shoe sneaker maker. Yes, he, yes, I know. <laughs> He was the same. <laughs> well, actually, when he changes it, does he change the past in that? Yes. Well, no. Well, that well, change the future. It's, it's hard because it's like a time travel movie almost. We've never Robin Williams. Uh, no, feature. that was a different reality. Well, a different time reality, I guess. Like, kind of like maybe Jumanji's like teaching him a lesson. Well, the parents hmm. survived, so he did change it. He did change. I know. It, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Don't worry. It's not even a time travel movie, but it should be known as one. Alan Greer. I think he started in Boomerang. You know, the Eddie mm. Murphy picture? I haven't seen that. And he was in Living Colour. Like, this is like 92, 93, 94. He was poised to have a big career. 
And maybe because he was black or something. Now he's just like in a room with one line. They must have cut mm. some shit out. No, I feel like it's all a favor. Like a cameo. He's, he's a cameo. talented, man. He's talented. All these people in his room is talented, and then they're just, it's wasted. So pretty much the president is probably the, the, wants something done. He wants to stay president. So Randy Quaid tells him the plan and that we've got a good agent. No, wait, I think the joke is only one person can stop him. I think Agent Sympathy. Yeah, what her first like, name? She's like, Rocky and Bullwinkle. She's all excited. Keep it down. Like, and then she's like, Rocky and Bullwinkle, sir. I don't know. <laughs> the joke's not really landing. What about the mole joke? That was like, oh, nice. yeah, I forgot about that joke. Yeah, the only thing funny the about that was, the only thing funny was it was actual the mole design and how it acted like real casual. That was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, it's in a suit wearing glasses. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's funny. I, I did like that. Um, so pretty much Agent Sympathy is on a mission. Karen she, Sympathy. Is it Karen? Yeah, no, she's a Karen. Ka- um, she goes to a lighthouse, well, a green lighthouse, I should say. Yeah, um, for another joke. <laughs> another meta jokes. Like, yeah. it's just funny for an adult, Shane. Uh, oh, that, that's funny. Like, it's oh, a green light. Oh, it's a lighthouse. Oh, it's hilarious. A kid wouldn't get that. It's funny because it's a like... A kid wouldn't get that, but it's like aimed at a kid. Watch it. Yeah, I know. It's it's a weird sense of humor. Yeah. As an adult, you acknowledge it as a joke. Maybe, like, you might trick you and say, oh, my kid would like this. Because uh, it is childish. Why are you laughing? And the, I don't know. Back in 2000, I don't think we were even, we were even fooled by the animation either. Like, yeah. Scooby-Doo is, like, very similar in It's only a year off, isn't it? Yeah, and Scooby-Doo fucking kills it. Maybe because James Gunn touches it. And but, Warner uh, Bros. Actually, what, what, who put is this movie? Is it Warner Bros? Nah, I don't care. I'm thinking Paramount. of Space Jam again. All I know is that Scooby-Doo... It's so funny because you're probably watching similar times. Remember we watched Scooby Doo and like how much of impression that made on us? What was yeah? What was the first movie to have a CGI like Scooby Doo as like a like a supporting character? Was Scooby Doo like the first one was successful at least anyway? Well, Monkey Bone was the same year. <laughs> no, but is that that's like claymation? I thought. Yeah, it is. I don't was know. Scooby Doo the first one. Surely. Well, this this is before then. Yeah, but that's cartoon animation, not actually no, like they're computer generated. I know, they just but look not, like cartoons. The style is cartoons. This style is like trying to make it look real. Uh, so we should do something the first one. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so Karen she uses a trampoline to jump up to the top of the lighthouse. Yeah, turns on the green light. I'm pretty sure there's a joke with the switches. I mean, she picks the genre: road trip movie and comedy. Well, <laughs> maybe she didn't flick comedy because it's not that funny. Yeah, more meta shit. The green light comes on. The, the characters get sucked in. I still understand Somehow. why the people who made this movie were like, fuck, this movie's gonna, like, let's put $75 million into it. Let's make some fucking money, man. Rocking Bullwinkle, let's go. Like, who the fuck gave this movie money? <laughs> who, who greenlit Bro, this they movie? They looked at Space Jam and, like, you know what? De Niro's is just as big as MJ. Let's do it. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure Michael Jordan produced Space Jam. He would have to. Yeah. Okay. Or you get, like, an insane cut from that movie. People watch it for Michael Jordan. Yeah, and people should be watching this for De Niro, but he doesn't have the same pool as Michael <laughs> He's Jordan. He's barely in it. We should be doing it for... Well, think about it. Coyote Ugly, same year, so they couldn't even use her star power. So she it's had the same nothing. year as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they both two. Good year for her. Yeah. What happened to her? I think she was in... Uh, was she in Looper? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think she was. I think she plays... She just... Yeah, I think she's in Looper and she plays someone's mother or something. I swear. No, that's... No. <laughs> Oh, Some movie around that she's, time. She's in. She's in Looper, but she plays Susie. But she's in the oh, Prestige. Right. It's probably the only movie she's actually a big. Doesn't big, she? Big she prestigious dies? Role. Yeah, she dies. Hugh Jackman's wife. Yeah, he slaps her on the leg before she hops in the, the yeah, pool. What, 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 <laughs> yeah, actually, she. That was a pretty good role for her. 
she, she is alright. Yeah, there's something about her. She's very likable. At the very like the first time you see her, infectious smile. Infectious yes. smile. So it, that's, it, was, it was good casting because like first time you see movie. her, man, you're like, I actually like this chick. And then <laughs> as the movie goes on, you kind of but she aces it. Fades. She aces the role. No, um, no, I was cheering for her the whole time. Um. So yeah, Rocky Bull who gets sucked up, and so does the narrator. But we don't really see him. It's just his voice. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah, the animation is definitely dated. Looks weird. I think it's the lighting. That's so the that's, charm, though. I think. Yeah, you think? Okay. Yeah. Um. So they escape. Well, the guards come because they know the lights going off. So. Very Matrix esque yeah. as well. I don't know. Must have had the same costumes in the lot or something. Even though I think it's Warner Bros as well. They must be still from Warner Bros. I feel like. They borrow a lot from that yeah. pro- uh, producing company. This movie, I think, this movie is just like, all right, what was successful? Space Jam, fucking Matrix, like all this stuff. And like, all right, if we just take little things from here and there, this movie would be successful too. But no, they escape the lighthouse by repelling down the building. Karen's just like, oh, you can fly, Rocky. You, you, you come, just fly down. And then I think Rocky <laughs> just jumps off. I wish he just like killed himself, like the blood splatter Splat. and everything. That'd be yeah, funny. like. Gory shit, like just scar kids for life. <laughs> you want that? They'll get no sympathy from me. Um, so we see sympathies in her child, in her eye. Um, I, I like that. Why. That's a nice touch. It's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, they go in the car, and then when they're driving around, we get like a bullwinkle joke with a radio station. Oh my God. Let's get jiggy with it. I'm getting jiggy with it. What it's is so this guy's music? Hip hop. Okay. And he starts hopping in the That's car. That's all his jokes is being like literal. Hmm. So, uh, she, that gets a couple quick. times at work though couple times it maybe it just wears me down i don't know what it was but it's it was pretty funny there's nothing endearing about it like it doesn't i think maybe it's my sense of humor that's what i try to aim to do to be unfunny as lo- long enough mate for you, you know what you needed instead same movie yeah. and everything just have ludo and hoggle <laughs> yeah ludo and hoggle well oh, i can't wait to cover that movie I mean, yeah, maybe good maybe shorty might come back for it. i have a feeling shorty will come back yeah it'd be sick fingers what crossed yeah what happened How, doesn't jared die jared die at the end I don't know much. I don't. I know. Um. I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's a classic song for that movie. Um. So we cut. We cut to RBTV, really bad TV headquarters. What's the difference? Was that Wookie and Bullwinkle TV? Uh, Which is not a bad joke, but it's still. Yeah. But that time you're fat- you're fatigued by it all. You just don't care. <laughs> we see De Niro acting. I think this will be opening quote. Um. You know that squeak from basketball. Yeah. Oh, of course, I know that squeak. Probably didn't know. He's good in everything. <laughs> um. So pretty much the plan is. Put really bad television on, make them zombies, and the so they're going to do it. Free wacky spies in the horse, which is actually pretty funny. I actually did like it. <laughs> that would I actually no, funny, you'll though. be immune to it because you're enjoying it. You're like bullwinkle. I would. I guess it's a good guy, like purposely bad show. It's just like, oh yeah, I see. Where yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. How much you reckon De Niro? Like, probably at this point, he's like watching it at the premiere. How much you think he's sunk in his seat? <laughs> so I'm like, why isn't no one laughing? <laughs> Shit's hilarious. Fearless leader. He's like, really go on next level with his. <laughs> I should. When he did yell, he's trying. Like, he's trying. I don't, give a fuck I don't think say. he's trying that hard. He's he trying, dude. He's not he going method, but he's. He ain't gone home with a monocle. That's all I'm saying. He's dude, he's, monocle. he's trying hard enough to where he'll be embarrassed. Mm. Like if he just phoned it in, he wouldn't care as much. Like just did it for the paycheck. He didn't just do this for a paycheck. He just yeah, okay, that makes sense. He had a bit of like work ethic and like wanted to do a good job. We see work on a test audience. Those zombies, they uh do like a little dance. The cringy, very thing. Austin Powers like the whole dancing, <laughs> yeah. very cringy. But I did laugh when it panned out. 
and like when all just the like, wide, <laughs> yeah, the wide, and you see him dancing with like without any music. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I laughed at that. I feel like everyone had like a good attitude. They're probably thinking feel- like this movie's gonna make so much money. That's what they're thinking <laughs> the whole time. Do you feel like Alexander's like fuck? I'm like the funniest guy here. Like you guys are all peasants. Maybe he's like this, technically like, the only I know comedy. Yeah. yeah, like I've done Seinfeld for like the last ten years. I'm- well, then he probably knows how bad it is, right? I don't know, man. I don't think he's like a genius. I feel like I think you have an inkling because he he did this purely for the money, right? I think you said he's quite saying that. That could be like a, but he but he's he's trying to. I think if you're in the room with De Niro, you've got to like be be ready. Yeah. yeah, I feel like as soon as De Niro's attached, like okay, let's bring in my A game. It's going to be good. I'm going to try to outstage him. You had like the on their knees, like kissing him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon yeah. that was like a? You reckon she got like all oh, these cuckold situation or something? Mm, no. Oh no! You reckon, like fearless leader said, "Let me bang Natasha." No, Boris couldn't do anything leader, about it. Fearless leader, well, yeah, obviously, but I don't feel like fearless leader is asexual. I don't think he thinks about sex. I don't think Boris would care though. Yeah, I don't think Boris, Boris doesn't is... even want to get married to her. Yeah, Boris. or have kids. Boris is in love with fearless leader, so he might actually get off on it. He wants to be. Cut. I feel like I feel like actually fearless leader. How much is he like Colonel Clink? At least the Simpsons. Um, oh yeah, but so I don't. Is that Hogan Heroes? Is it? Yes, uh, Hogan series, which I don't know which one came first. They're know, very similar. Monocle. That's I don't know which Simpsons, one was bro. <laughs> yeah. No, the original guy. Hogan's heroes <laughs> took this form. You don't know who he is. <laughs> so pretty much, I think the mole in the White House. 1965, Hogan's hero. Yeah, I think 64 was. So it predates it by a year. So pretty much, the mole from the White House told. Someone in the RBTV headquarters that Rocky and Bullwinkle call on the case. So, like, all right, I think this is the, when they talk about the uh, no one's killed a cartoon character till now, and the way they do it is the CDI. Then we have like a little, I guess, Spy Kids moment when they have like a kid showing yeah. the technology off. Right, definitely Spy Kids type shit. So this is even the weapon, like it eventually they turn people to carrots and shit. Yeah. Then they turn people into like. Oh. Disfigured yes. people as well. Yeah, like um, puzzle pieces or whatever. Yeah, it's like weird. thumbs. But it's very. No, thumbs are the uh, henchmen. Which is kind of sad that fucking Robert Rodriguez, he got stuck yeah. in those movies. No, even though I loved him, I loved the first two. I know he wanted, he wanted to make, to make them. it for his kids, man. But it was big money too, Tony. He was making money, was he? I think he was making Probably. big money. Because Sp- Spurs Spy cool. Kids was a, like a massive hit, so the sequel was clear for money. I love Clooney's cameo on that. That's a good cameo. How cool is he from uh, Dust Till Dawn? Like, they must oh. have a really good relationship. Like, oh, can you have a cameo? Bro. Is, it, is there like a little black thing across his eyes? Yeah, it is, yeah. The black bar, and he moves it at one point. Yeah. He like, Rodriguez is, likes to have fun. Yeah, that's right. It just sucks. Is Tarantino, who's better? Like Tarantino. Tarantino is better, clearly, but I feel like style-wise, style, style wise, well, I feel you, like it's all Rodriguez right. is a better director? I feel like he's more u- unique. I feel like Tarantino, everything that makes his movies is dialogue. That's more his oh, style. Yeah. It's just like interactions right. with characters. But when it comes to like actual like filmography, like cinematography and shit, much prefer Rodriguez. Like he's makes choices. Know, actually, he's unique to himself. Django and Chain is really good cin- cinematography in that movie. He stole um, it. So pretty much <laughs> we are the CDI, Computer Degenerator Imagery. Um, we see it on a test subject, which looks like a weasel that's like in debt, like a, a gambling yeah. degenerate. It's pretty funny. Of course, he got vaporized. Straight um, out of fucking uh, Roger Rabbit too. Like looks at it. Really? 
I don't know, it looks that's s- pretty good call back then. But they, they, so they killed that character, right? They no, because he comes back in the uh, surfs up scene in the. Internet. Oh, cool. So it just doesn't really degenerate him. It just. Well, I don't know. Him. I don't know what happens. Uh, no, doesn't it send him back to the? Oh, I don't know. They get the CDI, but Natasha and Boris are like, "Nah, we're not using that. We got, we're gonna use our traditional weaponry, which is in a, a truck, RBTV truck." Yeah, I like this. I like this. And it's, uh, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a truck full of weapons since John dies at the end. We'll call it back for you. Yeah. Well, Looney Tunes, um, Looney, it's very yeah. Looney Tune esque with like Wally Coyote. Yeah. I've, oh, yeah, hundred percent. So I feel like, like maybe like they another stole that <laughs> Space Jam, bro. They just take it with Space Jam. That's what they're doing. But do you think like she's struggling with the accent, Renee Russo? Or you think she's no. gone right? Well, I've, I've read in trivia that she was very um, nervous. Yeah, you read that too. Yeah, yeah nervous that the just, voice act, the visual voice actor. If you want to do it justice, a fair thing to do to the person, like a lot of respect. Yeah. Which is, I like that. I like how she was. She did care about that. You know, most actors. Well, I wouldn't even care. Like, I'll do it. I'll do my rendition of it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we get like a weird transition. Just like it goes into Nero's face for a bit. Yeah, I talks. don't like how it goes back to cartoon. Yes, and it goes to cartoon, yeah. and then it yeah. transitions just back to real. Keep away from that. Yeah, like you're confusing the audiences. Like, is like is like both realities like overlaid with each other? It's just like it's supposed like to be a, a cool like, transition. The upside down. Like that's what I was thinking. Is it like the upside down? <laughs> just you know two I mean? Stranger Things references. You've hit your limit. All right, no more. I love that show. So I told you much, to watch. Now you like it. Yeah. So pretty much the. The first attempt, Bryce and Natasha's first attempt does not work. Karen walks in. She, I like this actually. Distracts him. No, she just like calls it calls uh, Boris out on his bullshit. Like you're vile, you're vile, you're nasty, and he, you're he and he, he starts he to blush. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, Jason Alexander's killing it in this yeah. in this scene alone. Probably yeah, his best blushing. scene in the movie actually. Do you blush? What's that off? <laughs> you I can tell you. That's off Blade Two. Yeah, it's a racist, yeah. racist joke. Is it racist? Is it? Oh yeah, because yeah, he talks to Blade to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, damn, and he dude. hits him with a line back when he puts an explosive on his head. Yeah, is it something like it's like a dud or something? <laughs> no, one thing. Oh. It's not a dud. Boom. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, I pegged that guy's a rat. Fuck, I love that movie. What was, what was that guy's name? Oh. Scud too. Scud. Scud. Of course, he's a fucking two timer. Yeah, that's that movie. Is it better than the original? Probably. Ooh. Because of the side characters, yeah. man. Like and I feel the like Reaper, the villain, the Reapers, the Reapers, Reapers yeah, are so definitely good. escalated that. I feel like the I feel like they use Whistler better in the sequel. It's like, yeah, I think you're right. Oh, actually. maybe it's the first one because it's a really good line. How he gives him like the big heavy UV light. He's like, "Could you get anything smaller?" And he's like, "But you're so big." <laughs> <laughs> nice musician yeah. turned actor who's really good. Like who's better than yeah. that? Chris Christopherson. He's fucking awesome. Like payback. <laughs> Payback's good. Jareth, he's played by David <laughs> Bowie. He's a good uh, singer, yeah. singer, singer, actor, singer, singer actor. Yeah. No slashes here, folks. Lady Gaga is good too. Yeah, she played surprisingly. Herself. Okay, so this is where we get the "You talking to me?" This is the one we're getting. Yeah, well, after, talking yeah, to me? after Natasha and Boris watch <laughs> the, uh, so pretty much Karen, what she do? She just takes off with their truck, and yeah. all the stuff spills on them, and then kaboom. But yeah, then we have our. I'm surprised this isn't your opening quote. This should be your opening quote for the episode. What, you're talking to me? I'll just say that to a taxi driver. Are you talking to me? (laughs) Talking to me? (laughs) I don't see anyone else. Oh, my God. That's 1970s De Niro. They're probably like fringe cinema at that point. Imagine him like saying, fuck me. What have I done? 
I sold out. That's exactly what he would think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Which is, all right, I liked it. I reckon it's pretty good. <laughs> I yeah. will watch it again today. I feel like he's like he's smirking a little bit. Like, what the fuck am I well, doing? Well, every this? other fucking person's done it as well, haven't they? That's true. It's referenced a lot. Referenced it like is. Simpsons are that many times. Mm. So like, true. It's not, <laughs> I love the Mo it's one. Not that bad. The Mo one is so fucking funny. <laughs> so he rips his pants off. Oh, no, he pulls no, the gun he, out of his pants. He pulls the gun out. No, he pulls the gun out and smashes his mirror. He's like, oh. Doesn't his pants fall off after that? Like fall down? You think? I feel like maybe, he pulls, maybe I'm wrong. He pulls up, I his belt he, flicks out with the the, the gun. And oh, I thought he smashes the mirror. Man, there's always yeah. a hat on a hat in the Simpsons joke. So yeah, that's true. Maybe they, he goes, oh, and then they play. Yeah. Shot. So so now Boris and Natasha are in trouble. They lied to Felix Leader. Now they have to use a CDI. So that's the next plan. We get our road trip Ooh. movie now. So we see them just bickering in the car, have a little heart to heart every now and then. That's actually pretty crazy though. I was look at that this whole I think it was like anti consumerism slash like we're losing America, the soul of America mm-hmm. by having all these fast food chains and this is what they had. They had Munchie Mart, Lot of Room Motel, Beefy Buns, Pump Her Up Gas. Yeah. And some other shit like that. But and that was a joke. All the same. He kept saying, like, oh, we've already been in this town. Yeah, because nothing's unique anymore. Exactly. We're losing, America's losing yeah. their soul. Identity, yeah. Yeah, their identity. What kind of message are they trying to tell us? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't really get hit hard enough or at all. Like, I don't know, maybe that was more of a plot point. Probably hit Americans more, maybe. I don't know. It's a 90-minute no, movie, so like, yeah. it's very slim. I feel like there was a lot of, like, I feel like Squeak was in it a little bit more. I feel like some of his scenes got yeah, cut. Yeah, it must have got cut. Or maybe yeah, it was yeah. like, do you want to work with De Niro? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, he was basketball. 96. It was 98. 97. No, we can say 97. 97. Natasha and Boris, they still a chopper of this guy. This guy's come back, comes back like three or four times. This actor, the guy. Yeah. He, the, I like uh, that joke how they just fired the, the uh, helicopter. Yeah. It's a good joke. So, but yeah, yes. so that actor who's like in the powder room, is that what he mm-hmm. called it? He's like a pretty much royalty of animation. He's in a lot of animations. He was like Grandpa Smurf. A lot of stuff, like um, oh, okay. voice actor wise. He even was in the remakes too. Barney Stinson, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. in that Hank as well. Azaria. Yeah, so he yeah. reprised his role. But oh, so must cool. just. But he played like what three characters in this? I think yeah, three or four. He plays, he plays like the helicopter guy, the plane guy, <laughs> a cop with the bullhorn. Yeah, and I think that's it. That's about it. That's still pretty good. I like when movies do that. And he was in a yeah. mad, mad world too. So I, I think like he would have been the funny character in that. He looks yeah, familiar. Tarantino did it in Django and Chain with J- James Ramar. Used him twice. Yeah, he's killed, <laughs> killed him twice. <laughs> he's so good. I love him in Dexter. Oh, even like all the Walter Hill movies and shit. I was watching um fucking uh, Judge Dredd the other day. He's good in that. Who does he play in that? He plays like he's like in one. Oh, scene. the guy that gets shot at the start, right? Yeah, at the start. He tries yeah. to like kill him. It's actually one really good line. I have to really say because I love the line. Uh, Stallone's like reading him. He's like, because you know he's a judge and, and um, yeah, prosecutor, jury and executioner. Yeah. yeah, and executioner. And he's like, five years resisting arrest, ten years shooting at a cop, and like blah blah. blah. And he's like killing my partner. And he's let me guess, life, no, death. Bang! It shoots him in the head. <laughs> That's fucking sick. <laughs> that was pretty gay. That was. That was good, bro. <laughs> I feel like it's I think you maybe just ruined it, to be honest. <laughs> well, I probably did. Well, come um, on, man. I'm better than delivery than Cersei's line, which is that you know he gets that. Um, oh, 
gets that bad praise. Like he gets that, he has that stigma how he can't do sci-fi. You heard about yeah, that? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, because what? Because he can't pull off the um, dialogue Jar- right? jargon, which the is jargon. how does a fucking you know six foot four Austrian dude do it better? Yeah, it's strange. But uh, also, people maybe because he say, sounds like he's drunk all the time, Stallone. Like he's slurring <laughs> his words. Well, the thing is, he always has he always has to put his hands on the script and shit. Like he always wants creative control. <laughs> yeah. Which is like I was just looking at an interview the other day with Sylvester Stallone. He was talking about Rocky. He actually seemed like mm. a pretty intelligent dude before, like his ego went insane. Oh, and, like, yeah. With this back in the seventies, he's talking though. about how like, oh, why did you want to be Rocky? Because he could have just sold the script and it'd been a lot easier, made more money. You know, I mean, at least he tried. Yeah, yeah. And like, not, he wouldn't be upset about it. We we both like him. Yeah. Oh, actually, to be honest, he grew on me. I never liked him until recently. I always preferred... I think because I have really, the love for Schwarzenegger. We grew up with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And there was a, there was a, a um, rivalry. It, yeah, <laughs> we, we, I, I could sense the rivalry too. And somehow. we kind of uh, shun St- uh, Stallone because we liked <laughs> Schwarzenegger. Like we're yeah, doing him right. a massive favor. Like, we do this for Schwarzenegger. Fuck Stallone. <laughs> yeah. And like, what, what, you got, like, what was the Rocky? movie that turned me? I think maybe Cliffhanger turned me. I was like, oh, this movie's actually pretty cool. Anything with Lithgow, Tony, you fucking love. Ah, uh, true. That's true. <laughs> which, is, which is, I love um, his accent. <laughs> so, this is where Karen gets separated from Rocky and Bullwinkle. She gets arrested by John Goodman. John Goodman. Well, she gets put, put to jail, sent to jail. I'm pretty sure Rocky and Bullwinkle get ran over by a car with the a animals. hitchhike. They're f- they'll forage. Yeah, they'll forage. Yeah. It is a shit movie. Tumbleweeds. Yeah. You always buy them in every movie they go. Because there's like a scene where the tumbleweed just rolls around. Very yeah. cinematic. Fuck me. So Google again, bro. There's a hit tumbleweed that, is there? Yeah, the oh, very yeah. start. You follow one. Yeah, yeah you know, it says like, don't say it. Two dimensional. I reckon yeah. it just says, this movie's flat. <laughs> it's just my jokes are very flat or some bullshit. Yeah, the jokes my are jokes flat. have fallen flat. Yeah, they get picked up by Keenan and Kel. You think this is like K and Peel before K and Peel almost? Mm, no. What was it? Skit comedy? The the show. Know, but they, and then both of them are doing like yeah, sort of. They're in like all that, which is like a kids sketch comedy show. But um, that's with Amanda Bynes, right? Yeah, oh, that's the Amanda Bynes show actually. No, she's all that. It's no, it's movie. all that. Is she in that Amanda Bynes? Yes, she's in it as well. And then, got and then she then she gets her, then spin-offs. she gets her own show. Yeah, I think all of them got spin-offs because cool. I feel like the guy from Drake and Josh was in it as well. Wait, Jake, Josh Drake Peck. and Josh they both were in that show as well. So all the actors from all that. Damn, Drake. All but Drake and Josh was the last ones to get the show, right? I think so. Because Drake and Drake they, and Josh were in the Amanda Bynes show. I thought, what is this shit? All that um, I never heard that before in my life, man. <laughs> all that is what Keenan and Kel. That's where they started. All that, 1994, Nick Cannon. Fucking hell. <laughs> Who the hell was that dude? Nick Cannon. Oh, that's a guy from Drumline, right? But yeah, Drake and Josh weren't in it, so maybe that's where I got fucked up. I'm looking at the Google one. Chris Farley was in, must be in an episode. And Drake, Drake Bell is there. So oh, he, he might is. have been in an episode too. And all that. So he was involved, but I don't see Josh Peck there, so maybe he wasn't. It's what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about those two actors. Yes, and they're killing it. Not really. I didn't like their voice they're putting on. They're putting on a weird voice. We're just trying to find America, man. Yeah, we haven't found it yet. Mm. Where is America? Yeah, so weird. Yeah, it's like more, it's so commercial now. More commentary on the state of America. Getting, like we're losing this uniqueness, man. Yeah. Let's go to so, let's go to this college called What's the Matter You, which I liked. <laughs> no, I'm hungry, man. Let's go to Good Burger. 
Welcome the Goob Burger home with the Goob Burger. That's actually take your order. That's pretty uh, memorable, actually. Because I still Memory remember that movie. Wasn't that like? Didn't they go into the air vents or something in that movie? Isn't it funny? Like, it sucks for Keenan because he was definitely thrust into the straight man role. Oh yeah, and Kel because he was Kel. a more crazy one. Yeah, Kel was, Kel was the way more crazy one. Yeah. But he was in Mystery he Men as well. Ass. So many connections yeah, he plays in this movie. Man. Which is such yeah, a good true. joke. I can't go invisible and listen to what to look at. <laughs> you know, he got, yeah, it's pretty good. Keenan and Kel, they're heading towards What's the Matter You. Good pun. Um, and somehow Natasha and Boris find this out, and they their plan is to donate money to the school. This is so very can, cartoon-esque. Yeah, so they can like, assassinate him. They accept in speech, except that there's no water tower to shoot from. Everyone sees that. That's like my job. Like postal. Er- erect in steel. And well and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, pretty accurate. Could oh, not done in that yeah, time sorry. frame? Six hours? Uh, <laughs> if you have all the material ready to go, could have, that could happen. So we cut to Karen. She's in prison where she's checking all her out. All these scenes and this guy in this like relationship. I couldn't remember. I remembered all this from like first time I watched it, which would be in 2000. Some mm-hmm. reason this stuff all stuck out to me. Nothing else did. Just this this, this jail scene and like the cinema stuff. Must be this actor, that, like good smile. They always emphasize. <laughs> yeah, she, she draws you in with a smile. Not talk about the guy. The guy smile. The guy with the, the like, guy is good twinkle. too. Actually, <laughs> I think the funny very... thing about him is his yeah. uh, accent. He's trying to like do the accent. The Canadian. It's very fucking one. funny. It's a Canadian. Not Canadian. No, I think I it's, uh, it's Swedish. To be. Sweden. Oh, Swedish. Hello, mm. I'm Odi from. <laughs> He's, just, he's definitely got that sort of face where it's like days of our lives sort of actor. <laughs> well, like I, I, looked at, I actually looked him actor. up and I think he's a lawyer now. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Pretty crazy. So he was really in nothing. Oh, hold up. Yeah, look at him now. He was in Young and the Restless, which is a soap. Yeah. That was before this movie though, obviously. He wasn't in the many episodes. He was there for a year. Yeah, he's a good looking like, dude. But it's not, it's not like it's... It's too traditional, good looking. Like you'll see him on like a, a cover of a book or something. Yeah, it's not. It's not interesting. Ha- he's a handsome, of, hot. Not need a bit of, hot. You need a bit of like need a bit a, ugly um, in you. Edge. You need a bit of edge. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit ugly. You'd be set, Tony. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much, Karen's like using him, like leading him on, to like get what she wants, which is like free. Yeah, teaching kids uh, lessons. We end up at the school. There's an anti-moose march, because I think they're angry because he's getting a. Not civil rights. On an honorary scholar, what was it? Honorary degree, I guess. And all he did was yeah. donate some money. So I think they're angry about that. Unless they're um, moosest. Who knows? Yeah, it's so bad. This whole thing, and he starts flying. I like the score when it kicks in or the song. I didn't mind the song. But it's like the moose and squirrel yeah. thing. I said before, boring. Daffy and Bugs would be so much better. Like they have yeah. like chemistry. I love, like, I love the, um, what's that dynamic. called? The dynamics. Daffy yeah. Ducks and. Bugs Bunny Dynamics. Oh, you're, you're, like, Bugs, you're a Bugs Bunny fan, aren't you? Yeah. Which is pretty funny. Not anymore? You're, you're, Are you growing out of him? Or what? Well, Daffy Duck's the funnier one. Da- yeah, he's the, he's the foil. Yeah, he's so much he's more like, funny. He makes you laugh more because... Yeah. Which, like, they, they realise that too. That, like, he, all the spin-offs he got. He got, like, that superhero one. He got the space one. Duck Dodgers, whatever the fucking called. Oh, that's cool. There's been the one who's, like, a purple fucking mask and shit. But, like, Bugs is obviously just the guy you root for. What's up, Doc? What's up, Doc? Um, yeah. So, pretty much, everyone's booing him, and he's thinking, yeah. he's they're saying, boo winkles, boo winkles. 
Boo Earns. <laughs> yes. So speaking about stealing Simpsons jokes, they stole one. Press any yes, key to key. continue. Yes. yes. That made me so angry. Yeah. I'm like, you can't steal the one of the, one of the best jokes they've done. <laughs> any key. <laughs> yeah, but where's the oh, any no. key? And he's like, oh, where's the tab? Oh, no, wait for that. No, no, no time for that. <laughs> yeah. Rocky learns to fly. He saves his yeah. lot, saves Boyko's life. Yeah, doesn't Rocky feel like he didn't fly at all? He's like, oh, guess I never learned to fly. It's, I don't know. There's a line after. I was like, what the hell was that even meant to be? You can't even do like flying type things because Toy Story like ruined it for everyone else. Mm. Like that's not the flying, flying that's born with style. Yeah, I know. And he just doesn't believe he can fly. So much better than this fucking... <laughs> which she can fly. like, And she's a female, right? The squirrel? Yes, she is female. Rocky. It's a guy's name, I thought. Oh, Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah this is fucking um, power through this. So pretty much, yeah, fucking Boris gets knocked out. But actually, I laugh in the, the laptop yeah, of his head. his head. It's funny. always funny. That shit's always funny. I go back to prison where Ollie's given uh, Karen. It's a pretty good gag, actually, when they get at prison, they you know, how to get their food on their trays. She gets like a really beautiful like food with like roses and stuff. I thought that was funny. I don't know, this Ollie guy's, something about his performance because he's, he's not nailing the accent, but I can you can really tell he's trying to get it. He's like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Watch it again, and you'll appreciate it more. Um, no, he's all right. really works he's for the right. character. He's trying. So they pretty much, see, they escape by her laying in the back of his, of his truck, like with the hay, but bales of hay. They go to the movie theater. She tells him, I'll just park the car. And she just fucks off. She leaves him alone. I'm pretty sure the narrator kind of guilt trips her as well. Yeah, no, like a little fourth wall breaks. Yeah. Is there a part where, like, they crash the car, right? This is when, yeah, Ken and Kel give him the uh, bullwinkle, the car. Yeah, they give him the car, the they crash it. If he smashed <laughs> four walls, like one, two, three, four, or the fourth wall. talk to the audience. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe gets to the, after the, gets to the fourth wall, cracks it. He's like, oh, I just couldn't crack through the fourth wall. But then he's talking, I mean, he has cracked through it. Yeah, but at least, at least makes you think about it. <laughs> okay. Mate, how do we get on the internet these days? Honestly, it's a TikTok video. It's like, did you know that in Ferris Bueller's day off, the red convertible wasn't meant to crash through the window? What? Bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Well, I don't believe it. And like, fuck, people actually believe this stupid shit? That's part of the plot, isn't it? Yeah, it's part of the plot. He wrecks his dad's car. Yeah, and it's like the actor had to pay damages. I'm like, there's no way people leave this shit. Yeah, maybe it's a joke did. one. It's yeah, troll trivia. Troll, troll trivia. Yeah, we see R&B, which is Rocky and Bullwinkle. They're in Chicago. We get a good chopper sequence, I feel like. It's pretty good. You like this chopper sequence? Kind of Mission yeah. Impossible-esque. They're sitting ducks, but Boris just... just <laughs> that's really funny, actually, when you're using the CDI machine. It, like, he doesn't put it outside the window, so it degenerates the, the chopper. So the chopper disintegrates, and they land yeah. on uh, Billy Crystal. <laughs> Funny. I love this Bryce, then Bryce and again rent a car. They're on the chase again. Rocky and Bull could ever unite for like a minute, then they all get arrested. Then we have the courthouse scene. You like that? Gotta love it. Wh- Whoopi's good. She's really good, actually. But like that What's roast it? guy's there too, right? Jeff Ross, yeah. I didn't even yeah, realize the, it. The roast master. I didn't realize he was trying to act. Like trying to be an actor. I've noticed throughout the movie too, like their eye lines with the CGI characters are all off. Dude. Yeah, they don't get they're, they're only learning as well. Yeah. Um, John that, Goodman's there like too. Still. He's he, he's still he's in the court, so it must be on the lot, right? Yeah, I reckon lot. it's like definitely definitely a studio film. 
So you just yeah. do everything cheap as possible. Yeah, do everything done. But you know, like um, De Niro's daughters in this as well. She, but she's a CDI chick, surely. Yeah, she's one of the people in the office with him. Oh, yeah. I, but I think she has a line, and it, her delivery really sucks. Oh no. And like, there's a part too that's like, there's a TV scene. You know, one of the they flash forward to like, you know, the bad jokes and shit. Yeah. You know the actress in that. There's an actress in it. And the only reason I know is because I watched Breaking Bad the other day. She's a girl that oh. like gets that Todd falls in love with. Todd. Who yeah, Todd? Todd. The guy who kills the kid on the dirt bike. They like the guy who kidnaps Jesse and like tortures him and shit. That guy. Be serious. Have you not seen Breaking Bad season five? I've seen Breaking Bad, mate, but I've only seen it the one time. And Todd is the guy from Like Mike, right? Yes. Do you know the girl that's in it that supplies them the, the like, blue... Bro, I don't remember that, but that actor's married to uh, Christine Dunst. Yeah, I know. Who cares? Jesse Plemons, I think his name is. Yes, Jesse Plemons. Why didn't you say that? Do you you remember the female, the female bad guy (laughs) that's in Breaking Bad Season 5? No, I can't remember at all. I don't remember at all. She's a good actress. Anyway, she's in, she's, like, just plays a person on TV with nothing, a nothing role. And she's, like, the, like, yeah, it's just crazy how her career evolved into... Like one of the main antagonists Villains. in season five. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember at all. Damn, she's she's heaps good. Um, she's like Walter White ends up poisoning her. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So Bullwinkle questions Karen, convinces everyone that she's guilty, but then I think Je- Je- Jeff Ross is like, "Thank you, Judge, for like not saying like celebrities are above the law." And he's like, "What celebrities?" She puts her glasses on. She <laughs> loves Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> she lets them off. Accurate. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Well, I don't know. Amber Heard and shit. The Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. I'm pretty sure the mm. she's in shit now. I feel a bit like a conflict of interest too. If she's like a ma- massive fan. So maybe like be a mistrial if you're. Yeah, a but lawyer. it's a joke. Yeah, <laughs> plain. So we see that guy again. Yeah, third time. Third time yeah. charm. And I, like, I like this gag about the cheapo fucking the rent a car. Plane. What's that place? No, the rent a car stuff. Oh, I don't know. The cheapos. I think it was called. Yeah, but it's just funny how like they ran out. And instantly, they're like, oh, no, you need to, like, re-sign. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But, like, this one knows, like, Renee's Russo's body. It's, like, banging. She's fucking, she got a mad body. Yeah, true. And this is, like, her big moment, too. She, like, really starts to break down. Like, I want kids. Yeah, this is when they had a midlife crisis. She doesn't want to be a spy anymore. She wants to start a family with Boris. Well, I think spies gets a actually, phone call. They're not yeah. really spies. They're bad guys. Like, I guess, like, bad spies. But Yeah, they're still they're really spies. They, they think they're spies. Everyone's a hero in their own story. Yeah, true. That's all they're thinking. Say by the bell. Yeah. Even he says it to the camera. Fierce leaders on the phone. Are you talking to me? Wait, yes. how's that ad go? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> Do you feel like he was using all the marketing as well? Do you know? I wish that was definitely in the trailer. That can you hear me now? Oh, can you hear me now? You're talking, you talking to, to me? me? Yeah, it'll definitely be in the trailer. That'll be a trailer moment. Like sure. even, like, what do you think about his, like, black greased hair? His haircut. It's for the character. It's for like the cartoon character. I, I understand that. Did you like the look? I didn't like the look. It's crazy he said yes to the role. Like, I don't know. Buddy talks, bro. Bullwinkle walks. Mm. Oh, Moosel. Moosel. Muscle. So pretty much that, that Boris Moose. and Tasha, they lie to uh, Phyllis Leader. Like, yeah, we, we destroyed yeah. them. They're just going to go gone. Then we see them in the plane. It starts to go down. They're too heavy. Yeah, Bullwinkle. because he's fat. Do you think Bullwinkle... It's all, all Moosel. They have to lighten the load. I like that. So, <laughs> huh? It's yeah. Moosel. 
Yeah, because oh, so he's like, he's saying your head. Wait, like, that's that's from the movie. It's not your from you. It's from the movie. It's from the movie. Okay. He goes like, "Oh, you're so heavy, Rocky. Oh, you're so it's heavy, Bullwinkle. It's all my muscle. It's all my muscle. So they got light in the load. So muscle. Karen, yeah, Karen pretty much falls out of the plane. Rocky catches her because of his um. Oh, maybe he is a he because I keep refer- referencing as him. Yeah. So maybe he's he a he. Was, he was by a female actor. He was inverted. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's right. He was inverted. Well, Bullwinkle crashes into the sign, and Rocky. And Karen, they fly off towards, I think it's New York they're going to. Yeah. And all the effects here look very chintzy. looks bad. Until we like see the Statue of Liberty, I think it looks not too bad then. Mm. And that, um, that catchy song comes on again. Do you know that catchy song I'm talking about? Yeah, like the the heroic mu- music. Yeah, I don't know something about it. Uh, uh. I don't know how it goes. But if, if you hear that, you will you'll probably you should... Put you into it. I like this joke though when they paint, they go back to for this leader, and he's got like um, they're starting to paint his mole on his face. I love that joke. Actually, yeah, they're like, like, I didn't like that. yeah. Well, see, so you don't pay attention. And I was just thinking as well. I was watching. I was like, hmm. wait, does he? Did he has a mole anyway? So they're just rubbing it out. They're, they're just like making it. a joke about it. Like he just puts makeup on. Oh, okay. Anyway, I think I think the drawing as well has a like a mole. Like the actual character, like the cartoon character, Al Pacino. Yeah. Al Pacino <laughs> is better in Dick Tracy. This oh, is very bro. similar type yes. roles. And that's exactly, dude. What's that movie? I haven't even seen that movie. I've seen a quick glimpse, a quick clip, a trailer of it, a clip of. D- I feel like Pacino. we were Channel Surfing one time. And it's already, it's already better. Bad. It's already better. He's making better decisions already than De Niro would. I don't know, man. De Niro could not prove it. De Niro can't pull a role off like this. Well, I feel like Tony. That should be our next movie. Next time, Shorty can't do it. We should do Dick Tracy. Okay, we're doing bad movies again. <laughs> no, just one. Because I'm looking at this picture of uh, Robert De Niro. He looks fucking hilarious. Mad Pacino, chin, you mean? Chin, yeah, Pacino. He's got mad chin prosthetics, nose prosthetic. And he and he'll be going for it, and he'd be killing it. Guaranteed. It was year 1990, bro. What happened to his career? He's got, he had well, a pretty that, that was because of Batman, right? Batman was a huge hit. Yeah, more like Pacino's thinking he's going to do a Nicholson. Yeah. Sounds about but right. his his career is so crazy. Like he definitely had way more ups and he had a, he had a quick um, sabbatical too, didn't he? In the late eighties, like yeah, because he's like, shit. "Fuck, what am I doing with my career?" And then he came back with "See a Love," which we're going to cover. I haven't seen it yet, but a guy from work was like, "You have to watch that movie. Really good, Pacino." He said so that. that. Garface eighty three, Revolution eighty five, and then "See a Love" eighty nine. Yeah, so it was like pretty rough. It was pretty rough until Glenn Gary Ross. Incentive Woman, so 92. And then Cleto's Way. That's a that's a good three-movie run. Cleto's Glenn Way. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, Incentive Woman, Cleto's Way. That's the back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. He won the Oscar for Incentive Woman. And then Donnie Brasco. Won for, you should have won, won one from Donnie Brasco, too. Dude, yeah. Check out check out his 90s, and dude. That's another, dude can, De Niro, can De Niro pull off a character like that from Donnie, Donnie Brasco? A guy like... Like Lefty. Yeah, Lefty. Uh, De Niro can't pull that off either, can he? Actually, I probably could find a movie. Awakenings, Tony. When is the movie done with like Awakenings? Dude, that's a joke. What's the funniest? He's like in Meet the Parents. Like, he, I don't know. He's not like. He can't <laughs> do on, that man. kind of shit. <laughs> I'm just, exactly. He can't do it. De Niro can't do shit. So we see Natasha and Boris, they're, cheer, they're cheersing on a private plane, jacuzzi spa. Like, is that, that's impossible, right? The water will go everywhere. I don't know. The I logistics like don't work. I feel like it's a move. Silly, silly Bullwinkle, he goes to. Washington instead of 
I think New York, oh, where RBTV yeah. headquarters are. Pretty much Tasha and Boris start celebrating. Potsylvania anthem. I think that's where they're yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that are they committed. That's, everyone's singing the song. Actually, I think there must be. I think uh, De Niro's. Well, like he's a stage it. director, right? So he probably knows how to bring out performances. Like a big, yeah. big, big. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Karen busts in. She loses a gun like straight away, and Rocky gets zombified because he he's on the. Yeah, I don't know why he looks at the TV. To be honest, maybe. Oh, <laughs> then again, it's like a magnet. Yeah. You see, Bullwinkle, he crashes, he crash lands on the White House. Good joke. Good gag. Yeah, um, like the imagery of it. Yeah. Like Independence, Independence Day, Day almost. Day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Same thought. Yeah. So Rocky and Karen, they get hooked up to these chairs. They're about to get vegified. And we yeah. see Doug Jones doing his thing. He's like the only guy moving his hands, I think. When he, like, like, Tony, zoom in on I feel like he can't badmouth De Niro's performance in this movie. Like, I honestly can't. Huh? Just just thinking about it. Just thinking like he, de- he did his job. He wasn't no, bad. No, but it's... It was bad. Think, of, think of Heat, bro. Let's go back to De Niro versus Pacino. Mm. Who was better in Heat? That's what I thought. Mate, I can take the character from Heat <laughs> and put him in fucking any other De Niro movie and it'd be the same fucking character. No way. No way. Like, I'm talking about like this scene where they're sitting down to put you down. They're, they're, different, you they're, down. Different, they're different characters, different performances. You can't... It's apples and oranges. You can't do it. Well, who do you prefer, though? Who do you think's better, in your opinion? In that movie? Yeah. Maybe De Niro. I like I like the McNeely character. <laughs> Remember that fucking on cinema at the cinema gag how he tries to unplug the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep replaying it. <laughs> 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 oh, dude, that's a. I'm gonna joke. watch it after we finish this. Just yeah, that well, one. Is it, Al Pacino. Is it on fucking... cinema? Yeah, on. Is cinema. it um? Is it uh, not on Oscar specials? Um, Oscar specials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Send me a it's link like a, to that. Happy birthday, Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch that too. Actually, you know, saying that they're um, really creative. The like, people who like put together their little montages. Dude, of, like, is it? You think it's Tim Hardecker doing that shit? No way. No, it's his team. He's got a team. Yeah, his people. team's good because the, the shit they show it's fucking funny as fuck. Because the, the show is a little bit scripted, right? That show. He's got a little loose script, uh, surely. Yeah, it can't be I all think improv. So. Yeah. I think there's like a loose, like an outline. Ones. Yeah, yeah, outline. But Greg Turkington, gotta give you yeah. some props there. He's oh. a he's a real master one. But even though it's like in this movie too with Robert De Niro, it's actually um it's actually apt I say this, but you know he's saying broadcast now. It actually sounds like podcast now. Podcast now. Podcast now. Well, I feel like maybe we should add that to our lexicon, like edit it into videos and shit. Podcast now. No, 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 no. No one can stop my podcast now. <laughs> Um, if it's Pacino saying it, yeah, you just do it. But no, I don't, I don't want De Niro to be the face of our podcast. We see the president; he's kid? zombified. Yeah. Bullwinkle's watching the TV. Randy Craig's like, "Oh no, it's too late." And then Bullwinkle's like, "Oh, it's a good show, isn't it?" And then he's like, "Oh no!" And then <laughs> he's immune. We send, wow. yeah, we, he sends Bullwinkle. <laughs> he faxes Bullwinkle. I forgot to say that it was uh, Chekhov fax machine in the uh, Ken and Kel's car. Yeah, we all saw that one coming. Yeah. So pretty but much, you, I like the little touches. Though. It's like the red phone on the president's desk. They didn't oh, have to yes. do that. That's what's the, what's that phone for? I think it's like nuclear shit. Nuclear shit. I think maybe only someone, only a few people have a, like um, the number or something. Maybe so if you get their phone call from there, you have to answer it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's something important about it. Some American type thing. Yeah. Did so you guys like much, how he's like surfing yeah. the web? Yes. Do you like that visual representation? Did, of it? Uh, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. 
But it's crazy that Final Nemo was only three years after that. Ugh. And Final Nemo is fucking insane. Like the visuals of that. Yeah. Well, almost flawless. I've, I actually haven't Animation seen it Do you think it aged like the, bad? Well, the ocean really protects it too. Like the blue. Yeah. The blue covers yeah. everything up. So you can like have like, you know, the streams and shit. Or just, I don't know, it might be. But apparently it was like meticulously done, detailed. Yeah. I love that it took ages. First watch I was like, oh, I don't like this that much as a kid. So I was like 10 years old. I think I we watched watch it too it. much. I feel like I watched it like, like I think I wasn't a huge fan when I was like, I think I had to mature a bit. Like maybe 15, 16, I really appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. I was just too yeah, sappy. I thought it was too sappy, man. Like the father trying to find their son type thing. Yeah. yeah. I found it sappy. Didn't we have the video game for that, for that game? For that? <laughs> sure we, we had the, the PC game. game. Yeah, we had the PC game for that. How was your uh, Twilight Marathon, by the way? It was good, man. Um, I only feel because it it went from one p.m. till ten. No, one p.m. It was a ten hour event, and it was event an event too because in between movies it was like polls and like it was like get to vote for things like vote Did for best ch- or hottest actor, best quote, best movie. <laughs> what was worst the character? Well, everyone was Team Edward. Yeah, really. There's only like okay. one other person that voted Team Jacob. I feel like that's like a maturity thing too. It's well, like what? when you first started to watch it, like, oh, yeah, Jacob's hot, but like substance-wise for character, like Edward's the better guy. Yeah. So like when you mature a bit, you like Edward more. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not in the psyche of teenage girls, but. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like geared towards females. Yeah, so what, did you change your opinion? Is Twilight the best movie or did you like that? Twilight thing? is definitely the best one. We're covering okay. that in this podcast too, eventually. Uh, so sure. did you like that fight scene I was talking to you about? What fight scene? From in what the, the the final movie like part Breaking Dawn? Oh, that actually, that was pretty good action. It was pretty good. Yeah, people's heads get ripped off and stuff. It was actually enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> people don't um, get their heads ripped off. Yeah, uh, you see Bullwinkle playing solitaire. I actually like playing that game. I played on the uh, on the plane, and it's like a competition. You play with real cards, or you play with fucking? No, it's on the uh, back of the the chairs. Oh fuck! But they You're keep up high that. scores, and I had a high score for one flight. No one could beat it. I think there's like three other people doing it. Oh, that's cool. And this other flight, I was I came second. You're chasing. I was chasing the whole time. Chasing and the dragon. The way you do it, the way it works, like if you go through the deck too many times, you'd lose you get minus points. What do you mean? And I feel like it's all luck. Like there's no way this guy had the high school. I should have beaten him. Imagine you could play chess on the plane, Tony. You, you can play chess. You, you could it's a random. Yeah, but no one I was in the lobby for ages, no one wanted to play. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. And he's, Imagine yeah. playing like some chess genius, bro, like fucking you up. Played the computer and I beat the computer on the high, on the high, on the highest setting. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Oh, well, you're not that you good, like but you're fucking awesome, bro. <laughs> yeah. So time freezes because, you know, it's it that quick. Yeah. There's like cool. a I cool, like what is it, quick silver scene? I guess that's what it's yeah, known for now, of. isn't it? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah. But we could print himself out. The fierce, fierce leader does his speech, essentially just says, vote for me. Doesn't vote for even me. notice. He says it like so many times, but it's vote for me. I want to be the president. <laughs> a very bad speech, but I guess on zombies will work. Bullwinkle's horns. It's a commentary on most USA audiences. There's po- zombies anyway. That would work. Uh, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Bullwinkle's horns interferes with the RBTV signal. It unvegifies Karen and Rocky. Rocky flies around the room. Karen knocks out Boris and Natasha. Bullwinkle yeah. takes out all the goons by just charging them like a bull. Oh, that's why it's a bullwinkle. 
Oh. Um, <laughs> Cook gives the rest of the speech. Devote for anyone you want and replant all the trees and Frostbite Falls. Like, pretty much they've won. Fierce yeah. Leader and, and yeah. Boris and Natasha, they get sent to the internet thanks to, yeah. again, Bullwinkle's antennas. Yeah, is it? That, that comes in handy way too often. Uh, uh, antlers. Dos X Antlers. There you go. I kept calling them antennas, but that's not the word. It's antlers. Why can't they just aim for them? Why did they have to make it an accident that they get Ant- dematerialized? Lenners. What was that? So why does it have to be an accident they get dematerialized? Why couldn't they just do it on purpose? No, they're, no, they're not dead. I think they were sent to the internet. Sure. Yeah, that was the internet. But why couldn't they just do it on purpose? Yeah, I'm going to send you back where you belong. The internet. Mm. We get agent sympathy. She gets her props from her boss. They say they tell, goodbye. They tell to... the world to vote, who, uh, vote for who you want and turn the TV off. Yes. Well, not, did they say turn the TV off? I don't think I said that. That is. They say the cable guy, is it? Yeah, it is. That's like the message in that movie. Um, <laughs> Which is like ironic because you're watching it on the TV. Yeah, every time it's like, oh shit, should I turn this off right now? Randy Craig gives Agent Sympathy her props. Like, we needed a person who, I don't know, I didn't write down. You're the one that said that before. That she needs to be a kid to get the job done. Yeah, I feel like that's a really ham-fisted message. Yeah. I feel like they should do a bit more like, like subliminal messaging, I guess, to kids. Yeah. But like, it's so, just very in your face. Like, no, you can be a kid. It's okay <laughs> to be a kid. I was like, shut up. But well, what does it get to serve to be yourself? No matter I, I just wanted what, a movie with like mini changes. Mogul. No, no, mini no mogul. matter what the pressure wanting you to change, just be yourself. I think mean, that was yeah. the message. Yeah. Don't give it to peer pressure. So pretty much Rocky Bullwinkle say goodbye to Karen. Karen goes to the movies where we yeah. see Ollie. And they should have made the, like a joke. They didn't make any joke like, oh, was it hard to find a park or something? You didn't say anything like that. <laughs> or parking was, ma- was parking that bad. Like you should have just made a joke like that. You're still waiting for her. He's pretty good though. Like he had a bit of stubble and shit. Yeah, it was like like the guy's killing it. I really like him. Like my Oscar nominee. <laughs> he won anyway. you over. He didn't win me yeah. over. Yeah, but he said that. Yeah, so they watch another meta movie, the meta movie Rocky and Bullwinkle, produced by Mini Mogul Tony. Yeah, in the Mouth of Madness style, they uh end up watching the movie we we're watching. Yeah, don't compare. Um, <laughs> don't compare the two. <laughs> yeah, and then we see. Like the forest is full of trees. Which is also the stakes I forgot a little bit about. Then Paul Wilco throws Rocky in the air and they spell out the end. Thank God. And that's Wrap it. Wrap it up. Like I didn't even care about the fucking forest bullshit. Like I totally forgot about that. And like it's like it's painted trees anyway. It's not like it's a real life type situation. So Yeah. I feel like those stakes meant nothing for them. A lot of rewrites. It could definitely fix this movie. Final thoughts. Um, I would not watch this again. I just realized. <sighs> oh, three times is enough. Yeah. You're saying that. you. This is the most movie you've watched for the podcast. For the podcast. I've watched it three times. It's probably our worst episode because I get nothing good to say. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. At least we went through it. This is our, that was our Floppy Travelers theme. We're done. We're done with Floppy Travelers. Probably the last time you pick a movie so poorly. Because we haven't seen it in a while. I thought it would be a fun little romp. Through yeah. America, but it was honestly nothing original. We about couldn't it. find it. Couldn't well, maybe it was too it. original that it was boring. I don't know. Um, so but, Oscar picks. All right, I'm going to Oscar to the Oscar for best cameo goes to yes. Whoopi Crystal. Goldberg. Oh my Ooh. god! <laughs> Billy Crystal's face like shakes his head. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, Whoopi fake Goldberg smile, is my fake clap. I, I like. I actually liked her the best. John Goodman's week. crying. What the fuck? <laughs> no, Good, Goodman I mean, knows. 
Goodman wasn't in too much. He was in Goodman two, was two better scenes. than Whoopi. No, but he was in two scenes. So it's a small role, not a cameo anymore. Cameo's one, one, one. Anyway, Whoopi's better. I, love I had Whoopi. them all on the same day. It was the same day type situation. Yeah, okay. But yeah, Whoopi is my Oscar winner. Who's your Oscar winner? All right. So I'm going to go with the person who really carried the movie and stitched it together, which was the narrator, the voice of the narrator. Damn, dude. Really think narration. He the, yeah, he had like the one that hit the jokes better than everyone else. And I give like a nomination to De Niro because at least he tried. <laughs> Uh, you can't knock it for trying. That should be our. Uh, that should be on the poster. Can't knock us for trying. That should be Avengers of Rocking Bullwinkle, not Moose Squirrel. <laughs> All right. So we end the podcast the same way with three clues. The next episode, I think we already said what it was. It's Labyrinth with our oh, boy dude. Shorty and our did, other boy Jared. Did we do clues for that? Have we done clues for that? Yeah, we'd have done uh, clues for that, haven't we? We would have. So just go back to episode. Matilda or Coraline? Coraline, I think it was. Yeah, go back to one of them and then... You can yeah, hear clues if you want to hear clues. Sort the clue. Uh, how, would you, how would you end the movie, Tony? Well, the uh, post credit scene. Yeah, how would you How would you continue on this franchise? Um. Well, obviously, they go back to the internet and... Well, actually, no. Oh, no, that's like in the sequel. But you, you see that Fierce Leader is still devising a way to get out. But I think yeah. in the sequel, you see more on like the different websites, and that's how they gathered the crew up, I guess. Why don't you have like Robert De Niro no, researching? Like first leader, first leader is like on a. Oh, is he German? No, he's Pennsylvanian. Oh, no, yeah. I was to say like a Nazi website, and then obviously Boris. What? Oh no, I don't know. I don't think it's Nazis. Like that. Nazis, yeah. That's more. Ho- that's more Hogan's heroes. They're yeah, like- Hogan's heroes. I think. They're yeah, but general. anyway, that's something These like guys that. Are like, like, they're still on the internet, still roaming around. Yeah, well, I'll just... My sequel. Before you interrupted okay. me, Tony, I was going to tell you, have De Niro research the role for Fearless Leader. And so he Googles Fearless Leader and that pops up. He's like, well, what's this? Clicks and he clicks link. it and then he takes over his and body like, or something. absorbs him, yes. <laughs> that's pretty cool. It's better than your crap. <laughs> but that's not a post-credit scene. That's the secret. Maybe have maybe have Pacino surfing the web. <laughs> I feel like that was like sort of the same rivalry between Stallone and Sylvester Stallone was like De Niro and Pacino. Yeah, they they respected each other. That's just the same sort of rivalry. Yeah, but like it's just crazy, like how much more box office draw Schwarzenegger was compared to Pacino and De Niro. He made big bucks. Fucking life, man. That's crazy. All right, so that's the end of the episode. Yep. No one can stop my podcast now! <laughs> <laughs>